Hey, 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 welcome back to Dig Deep, all things faith, all things parenting, all things emotional processing. Hey family, I know it's been a while, um, but I just wanted to stop by and just share a recent interview that I did with my business coach, my amazing business coach, Miss Winston McLean. Um, she is amazing. If you're looking for a coach for your business to help keep you on task, to help keep you motivated, she is the real deal. And not only does she help you um, get your business together, but she also gets your soul together, okay? She is known as a soulologist. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And she does exactly that. Um, she's a therapist by training and I had the amazing experience over the last six to eight months of just going through her um, business coaching program. Um, it was everything and um, I just wanted to share an interview that we did uh, together with um, her allowing me on her platform to share a little bit of, about safe space parenting um, as it continues to grow and develop. Um, I hope that everyone enjoys it and yeah. Let's get into it. and good evening good evening it is so good to be uh with everyone tonight welcome 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 to all of the entrepreneurs that are in this group welcome 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 um it is such an honor to be back with you again tonight with another uh showcase <laughs> we are showcasing displaying talking to um, some wonderful entrepreneurs. Um, and tonight I am so privileged to have another, uh, just a sweet soul with me tonight. And she's going to be talking about her business and all the great things that um, God has put in her heart to do for the communities and the demographics that God has called her to. So for those of you that are jumping on, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in and chime in. Let us know that you're on. Uh, let us know where you're um, uh, listening in from. Uh, let's interact and engage this evening for those of you that are catching the replay. Hello, 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 hello. And please uh, indicate replay in the chat so that we are able to come back and, and talk to you um, at a later time, right? So I'm going to jump right in. I don't want to delay this evening. I want to introduce everyone uh, to this lovely young lady in the name of Kanje um, Byron. Uh, she's going to do her official introduction, <laughs> but I just want to say that um, truly it has been an absolute pleasure and honor uh, getting to work with this young lady. And so 
Um, I just want to uh, first and foremost, just say thank you so much for uh, agreeing to sit down with us tonight and share um, a little bit of your heart with us. And so the folks are chiming in. We got folks listening from Atlanta. Oh, nice. Charlotte is in the house. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my Charlotte. Oh, right? <laughs> y'all know I'm repping Florida all day, every day. So. <laughs> That's how it be. All right. So, Anjay, tell the people who you are, um, and we're going to just engage in the conversation tonight. So introduce yourself. Yeah, tonight. sounds good. Thank you, Winston, for having me. Winston is the absolute best. Um, so if you're looking for an awesome business coach who could pull things out of you that you don't know you have, she's the one. <laughs> Um, but like Winston said, my name is Kanjay Byron, and I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor in the states of North and South Carolina. And I'm also the founder and CEO of an organization, an initiative, a movement um, called Safe Space Parenting, where I help parents create safe spaces for their children to thrive. My mission, my goal is to help end um, childhood emotional neglect which many of us, if not all of us, have experienced. And so um, the burden for that for me began when I started doing community-based mental health. And um, I started working with parents and families, more so my, my primary care, uh, clients were the children. And so um, after working with the children, I realized that, hey, I can't really effectively impact this child without dealing with um, the parents. Um, the parents are, you know, the ones that are carrying out um, or hopefully brings a stability um, to this child to feel safe um, emotionally and um, also teaching them that emotional um, wellness and so forth. So uh, after working with parents, I also learned that they too had uh, trauma that was mm -hmm. impacting the way that they parented their children. Mm -hmm. And so we have this generational pattern of emotional neglect because the parents uh, had not resolved their emotional challenges. It was hard for them to emotionally connect with their child who may have been struggling. And right. oftentimes I found that a lot of the parents, um, you know, it's one particular child that triggered a certain area that wasn't healed. Uh, in that mm. so yeah I just I just wanted oh, to help. <laughs> I just wanted to create I also realized that there wasn't there weren't enough resources for parents because there were parents who really wanted to learn and really wanted to try mm. and so I just wanted to create a bridge for that to happen listen you just said a mouthful <laughs> so you know I'm gonna pull us back for a minute because I want to unpack some of what you just shared. I don't think that we realize, like you said, how prevalent, prevalent mm -hmm. emotional neglect is. Yeah. And many times as clinicians, we'll have parents that say, I'm going to drop my children off. You mm -hmm. go, you fix them fix and then bring them back to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the way in which I'm interpreting what you're saying is that there has to be this collective process. Absolutely. Everyone has to 
participate Absolutely. in the healing, right? In order for it to be long lasting. One thing I also know for sure is that if you go through a healing process and your environment is not conducive Absolutely. for that process that you're going through, the probability increases that you're going to go back to that type of behavior that you're used to, that the environment calls for, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 110%. Wow. 110%. I think, um, you know, I realized that oftentimes once I was able to get to the parents and get them to increase their compassion for where the child was at, how the child was feeling, and sometimes that meant going back to their own stories and reminding them of what that might have felt like for them. Um, but once I, once the parents started shifting, that child also started shifting, you know? So yeah, you cannot impact the child without impacting its systems from which it comes from. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love the way that you describe yourself. So let's just pause there for a minute. <laughs> you describe yourself as a faith-based mm -hmm. Um, parenting and emotional processing coach. Yeah. I absolutely love everything about that name, right? And mm -hmm. here's why. <laughs> because I think emotional processing is so important, mm -hmm. um, specifically for parents. Mm -hmm. Being able to identify what is it about this child that is triggering me? What is it about this child that causes me to not be able to connect with them like for real, for real? I, I think your name, the title, the, the, the position that you take in the space just speaks volumes, you know? So tell me how, how did this name come to be? Like, I'm so interested. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I love working with parents. I really have a heart for um, moms because a lot mm. of the times they're the ones doing a lot of the nurturing and not a lot of um, that emotional regulation of the child. So, um, you know, coaching, I, that's a lot of the work that I did. I did a lot of parenting coaches coaching in my community-based work and emotional mm. processing, man, especially for us in the black community, I realized that we have a hard time really expressing and sitting with our mm. emotions. And so, and I get it because I'm, even though I'm a, a coach and a therapist, I also have to still do my own work because, mm -hmm. you know, it's such a, a domino effect, right? So I think, that with the emotional processing, I really wanted to help um, parents uh, increase their languaging, their feelings, vocabulary, mm. increase their self-awareness, um, help them learn how to emotionally um, regulate so that mm. they will have the patience and the capacity to support their child um, in, the, in their time of need, especially for, like I said, um, going back to moms, sometimes you give and you give and you give and you give and you really don't know how to give back to yourself. Mm. And so, you know, I just really wanted to create some support around how you can process your emotions, how you can acknowledge that this is hard. <laughs> you right? know, just create a safe space for yourself because I believe that mm. in terms of the uh, emotional neglect, 
if I teach you, if I help support you, create a safe space for yourself to express and process your emotions, mm-hmm. then that increases your chances of doing that for your child. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And so you talk about language and you talked about regulation. Mm-hmm. And for me, language is so important. Why is language so important? One of the things that I notice, especially with our, our African-American Black, mm-hmm. you know, BIPOC boys, mm-hmm. it is easy for us to um, give them permission to be, to be angry and give them permission to be happy. Mm-hmm. But but many times they don't know any other emotion. They don't have the language yeah. for any other feeling outside yeah. of those two, right? Yeah. And so when you talk about giving language, I think that is so important because I think that I am angry, but I'm really frustrated. Those are two very different experiences that yeah. warrants very different responses. Yeah. I agree because um, we all know um, that anger is a secondary emotion. Um, I do a lot of teaching around the anger iceberg where, Mm -hmm. you know, you only see the tip of the iceberg, which would be, you know, anger. But on the bottom of the iceberg, there's all of these bigger emotions or maybe softer emotions. Could be sadness, could be frustration, could be disappointment, could be embarrassment. So Mm -hmm. I think helping Um, children identify exactly what they are feeling because for children also because they don't have the languaging we see it come out in their behaviors Mm -hmm. so it's important for us to help them increase their feelings vocabulary so that we see less behavior Mm -hmm. and more articulation of what exactly Mm. they're feeling Yes. You know, I love words. Articulation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We've got to be able to articulate. And if our parents don't know how to articulate, how then are we going to translate that to our children to aid them and support them in their articulation? And so I think for all the parents that are listening and we got some folks that are chiming in, I love I'm going to get to y'all comments in a minute. I see folks that are talking in the chat and I love it. Um, But, you know, I think it's time out for us describing our feelings as I feel some type of way. What is that? What is some type of way? We have to give language to it. And then you said another key word, regulate. Talk to us about emotional regulation as it relates to this safe space that you are helping parents to create for their children. Yeah, Um, I will explain it like this or share my thoughts um, in this way. Um, I realized when working, while working with some of the kids in community-based mental health, um, a lot of this regulation happened once again because um, the parent um, weren't able to connect with their child emotionally. So that left with, uh, that was met, their emotions were met with rejection or um, invalidation. Well, he's just being rude, you know, um, instead of really uh, demonstrating empathy or compassion or really trying to understand, okay, what is it that you need? Um, mm-hmm. So emotional regulation is helping that child or helping yourself as the parent to, let's start with the parents, helping the parent be more responsive to Mm -hmm. behaviors and less reactive. 
So mm. learning how to ground yourself in moments where it's challenging um, so that you can effectively uh, address the behavior. You know, and this also goes back to um, childhood trauma, the parents' own childhood trauma that can often trigger reactions. I know a lot of us, when we get talked back or, <laughs> you know, the child has a more um, uh, leadership personality, so they're very, you know, very uh, sharp or bold. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in our culture, you don't talk back. Right. You know? But I also think it's important for um, one of the the things that I hope to do in my program is helping parents identify their child's gifting so that they're Mm. not quenching um, that boldness, but they're they're learning to buffer it, you know, to shape it. Girl, you talking good (laughs) right now. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so important for us to to, um, just learn how we can self-regulate so that we can really assess what is it that we're addressing here? What is it that we're looking at? And again, once we learn how to model that emotional regulation, our children start practicing and modeling that as well. Man, listen. So deep breath, parents, huge. Listen, 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 absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. You are talking so good right now. Okay, so being responsive versus reactive. Yeah. I need us to hear that. Being responsive. Mean, and, and to me, when I think of responsive, I think of a child who's having a meltdown. Yeah. And instead of you like flying off the handle, it's joining them in that space. Right. What's happening? What's going on? Talk to me. Take deep breaths in the yeah. moment to yeah. help them to regulate and to calm so yeah. that they can articulate and communicate what it is that they're going through. Yeah. I, I don't think we realize how important those processes are for our little people to be able to learn in those moments that first of all, it's, it's going to be okay, yeah. right? And that I love you enough to join you here. I'm not going to leave you here because right. that's what emotional neglect is. Mm-hmm. It's when our children fall apart and we leave them there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even um, when they have such a vulnerable need and they're being rejected, you know, say, for instance, you have a child that's very sensitive. That child, um, without you knowing it yet, may have a heart of mercy. So Mm. that child might be extremely sensitive, but because you do not understand the gifting that's on that child, you might just invalidate her feelings like you're always crying you're always emotional like what's wrong with you but like Winston Winston said if we learn to create safety and less judgment around around them being able to express their emotions um I believe that it will so benefit that baby oh lord Mm-mm-mm. safety and less judge like I could take everything you say and just <laughs> turn it into Oh my gosh, safety and not judgment. So before we fly off the handle or before we, you know, just say be quiet. Yeah. How do I make sure that in this moment this little one is safe? Right. Right? How do I ensure safety in this moment? And and I think that's why a lot of times too we grow up and we're not able to trust our parents because in those moments when we were at our worst, mm-hmm. they weren't there or, yeah. or they left or they felt like 
you know, we needed to to regulate by ourselves, not yeah. knowing that we really needed them in those moments. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is such a good <laughs> conversation. And so we have some parents in the chat that are just commenting. Uh, Tracy is on. Shayla is on. My girl Amanda is on from Maryland. Um, Tracy is, I think, in Atlanta. So, ladies, I thank you all for for, for just you. participating in the the comments and engaging uh, with us tonight. Um, do you have a personal connection? Um, and this is only if you are willing to share or whatever. But do you have a personal connection with this work? Why yeah. this work? It's so challenging. Yeah. Um, once again, going back to the work that I did in community-based mental health, um, you know, and just seeing, uh, also I started uh, initially, my passion for mental health began in foster care. Mm. And um, I realized a lot of the kids will come to me and would open up to me. And, you know, it just, I just wished, always wished that they had a safe space to really express um, how they were feeling, you know, instead of being medicated, um, mm. you know, a lot of kids were, you know, to, to subdue or suppress their emotions, they were put on medication. And so mm. I think working in foster care and seeing how um, parents had a hard time uh, accepting, I mean, I mean, some of the behaviors were challenging. I'm not going to lie. They were challenging mm. and behaviors can be hard. But once again, <laughs> um, just seeing how, um, it manifested in, in foster care, seeing how it manifested in community-based mental health. Um, yes, I definitely have a personal connection being raised um, in a home where, you know, my needs weren't always emotionally met, um, mm -hmm. not of any fault of, you know, our parents or my parents, um, but, you know, it's just a generational pattern and parents are really trying to do their best. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, being on the move, being on the go, um, your emotions are not really um, priority. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, definitely. Wow, wow, absolutely. And so are there any um, like assessments or anything that like parents can um, can take in order for them to kind of see just maybe their blind spots or how they are doing mm. with connecting with their children? Is there anything that you would maybe recommend um, to parents to kind of get that that journey started for them? Well, um, I don't think there's a specific assessment, but if a parent, um, they, there is an assessment called Adverse Childhood Experience, and mm -hmm. that explores the first 18 years of your life and mm -hmm. 10 uh, questions of childhood experiences that you might have experienced. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's a... Um, uh, an assessment that you can take. There are a few uh, parenting assessments where you're tested on the different, there are four main parenting styles, authoritative mm. parent, authoritarian parent, the permissive parent, and um, I cannot remember the, the last one right now, but there are four mm -hmm. parenting styles that um, assessments, just Google, uh, Google them and they'll pop up for you. But I'm hoping to create something as you know, as I continue to grow in this practice. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, um, Shayla says um, that she have seen, she said, I've seen my children express their frustration towards each other when they really want to talk to me. 
right? Like that's such a, a, a great that observation. So that's a great observation because yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, yeah. it plays out. It plays out when, when your child or children want to connect with you and there's this barrier or whatever that stands in the way of that, someone is going to feel yeah. that frustration. Yeah. Right? And if they have siblings, then yeah, they are yeah. definitely yeah. <laughs> in position to feel that, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's really, I mean, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm interested though, now that Shayla's mentioning that, um, if it's a particular child that's doing that, or is it really mm -hmm. all, uh, how many, um, did she say four children? Yeah, she has four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm interested in knowing if it's a particular child, or is it all four of them that do the same thing? Right. Um, but if right. I could give right. a quick suggestion, um, mm -hmm. it would probably be um, maybe some, there's a lot of games, uh, family games that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, where you could talk about different feelings and different emotions. One, one that's very popular is called On Game. And that's something that you can do to um, just invite more expression um, at the church that I attend here, they have every Monday, they call it family, mm -hmm. family issues night where, you know, mm -hmm. there's a safe space to kind of express any issues that you have. Um, okay. One of the things that um, I liked doing is an interview. I will have, mm -hmm. I will set up a PowerPoint interview for a child to interview the parent and for the parent to interview the child. Um, so just to create some connection and some uh, compassion and, you know, just yeah. making it a safe environment for the child to Absolutely. feel open coming to you directly. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And even thinking about, you know, doing work with families, because, you know, I'm, I'm managing family all day long. So, like, give me the family. Yeah, like, that's that's my sweet spot, right? Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, even, like, humanizing parents mm -hmm. or children to their parents like like uh, you know mm -hmm. I, I often would ask parents like who were, who is your teenage crush like answering mm -hmm. and asking those questions so that their children mm -hmm. see that they're they're human like they're human yeah. and 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 they have been through things like you've been through things and and really using those things as forms of connection you know um so yeah, yeah I, I love that you said ungame so that's you and G-A-M-E? Yes, ma'am. We have one word. U-N-G-A-M-E. Mm -hmm. That's Perfect. one of the games Perfect. that, you know, they can utilize. Awesome. 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 Okay. And then Shayla answered. She said, um, it's more her oldest girl um, who is 20 years old um, and my three, my third child, which is her son, who is 17. So the first one who is the oldest and then her son yeah. who is 17. So that kind of makes a kind of makes sense in our therapeutic yeah. brain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. The son being the only boy, you know, and then yeah. the oldest probably being the one that has been connected to her the longest. And now all these right. others yeah. are coming, you know. So yeah, yeah, it could be a lot of things, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Kanjay, I am, again, just grateful for um, the opportunity to have this conversation. I can definitely see, you know, the passion, the desire that you have for this demographic, for working with moms 
um, yeah. to ensure that they are able to have a safe space to regulate emotionally, therefore then translating that into the space they're able to create for their children. Um, tell the folks how they can connect with you. Um, how do they how do they reach you? Yes, um, my website is up uh, a safe space for you.com. Um, so you can check me out there. I also have uh, my Instagram page and it's a, it's called safe space parenting. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> on Instagram, you know, I try to get on there as often as I can. Um, now and again, I, um, I'm hoping to do more Q and A's. Um, and my email address is there, safe space coaching academy. Um, right now services that I'm offering, um, I'm hoping to offer as well, um, is the, you know, if a parent just has a random question or maybe something they feel stuck, um, I have one-on-one, -on -one, um, time with me that they can schedule. Um, I have, um, self-compassion, um, you know, that's yes. something that I realize, you know, there's so much, so much mom guilt. Right. So <laughs> Um, I wanted to develop a program around how we can start, um, you know, extending compassion to ourselves. And we look a little bit on, you know, how individuals that may have been raised in a perfectionistic household or a parent that was raised in a perfectionistic household may be hard on themselves. And so I'm hoping, you know, to create more of a program around that as well as hoping to do some curriculum, specialized curriculums to um, any church program, any, any um, foster, foster care agencies, uh, you know, hopefully creating some programs to help support parents in that way. Um, and, you know, Dig Deep is one of my larger scale programs where mm. we look at childhood um, experiences that really have impacted you and helping you uh, maybe shift the narrative in your own story as a parent so that we don't carry on that pattern uh, of emotionally neglecting ourselves and therefore emotionally neglecting our children. Perfect. Perfect. So let me just recap. Your email is, is, is flowing across the screen <laughs> um, and, and your um, website, a safe space for you.com. Um, Folks can visit your website. They can also find you on IG at safe.com space parenting and um also they can shoot you an email right to yeah. if they have specific questions for you um at safe space coaching academy yeah. at gmail.com i love it come on <laughs> academy. Um, <laughs> they can absolutely shoot you an email um because you are definitely open for business and are willing and able to I work with with parents um, to really help them and their process. So again, we yeah. can really disrupt these generational patterns that yeah. are yielding results that we no longer want to see. Yeah. And so I appreciate you so much for Thank being with me tonight. Me. <laughs> this was so fruitful and so good. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm hopeful that those who had an opportunity to listen in um, have received some insight from you um, regarding the work that you are doing in the community. And um, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. I know that you continue to engage this journey and you continue to press and yes. that's my encouragement tonight, my lady. Keep on pressing because the work that God has assigned for your life is work. It is work. It is a challenging work. And, and we don't break curses um, by sitting back and eating bonbons, right? Ma'am. We break curses by getting in the trenches and actually putting our our, our hands to the plow. Yes. And that's what you've been called to. And so be encouraged and just know that you know, you have a community of people that are rooting for you uh, to do what it is that God has called you to do. So Thank it's an honor you. to be with you. I'll give you the last word. You could just share whatever you want to share with <laughs> Well, I just want to thank you again, Winston, for opening up your platform um, to me tonight. And again, ladies and gentlemen, when she opens up her new cycle, please register. <laughs> Anything that she has going on, please register. She is amazing. And oh. I just walked through her um, business battle plan, business breakthrough battle plan, and that's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, and it, everything was thought out, thought through, and it was just amazing. And I'm just so grateful to God for her. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, I just appreciate everybody who took the time out to just hear me <laughs> and um, tune into this interview. And I look forward, if possible, to maybe working with some of you guys. And yeah, have a great evening. Awesome. Awesome. All right, y'all. So Soul Care for Entrepreneurs group, thank you all for listening in tonight. We will be back next week woohoo, with another phenomenal interview. Um, I just want y'all to know that there's some awesome people in this group. And if you want to connect with me, if there's a, a product that you have, a service that you have, and you want to be able to share it on this platform, please do not hesitate. Uh, DM me, let me know, and, and we will definitely be able to set something up. I want us all to win. I want us all to prosper. And so this is why we have put this community together. So y'all have a good night and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>